What's up, what's up? It's Jeff. It's Ray. And this is The Blind Leading the Blind. Yep, back again. Yes, sir. Now, there is a lot this week. Oh, yeah, there's a shit ton. <laughs> I was say, apparently the world is just, you know, just one of those uh, awfully interesting weeks that we've had. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. This might be a little uh, less known, but I don't know if you know about Ty Law. So, Ty Lawson. Like mm-hmm. the basketball player, mm-hmm. so he was like on the uh, he was on the national championship team uh, for Carolina mm-hmm. back when they had like Tyler Hainsborough, uh, Danny Green, and all those people, right? So apparently he is now banned for life from playing in the CBA. So the CBA is the Chinese Basketball Association, right? <laughs> oh, bro, <laughs> when he got kicked out, like he got banned from the entire uh, league for an Instagram post that said Chinese women got them cakes on the low. Might have to switch up my stance. <laughs> Bro, that was his one statement on his IG story. And I kid you not, they kicked his ass up out of there, bro. Mm. Yeah, bro. It's, it's probably one of the funniest things that I've heard in a while. Because apparently it was like some, I think he was getting like some dance from some chick at the club. And yeah. he, was, he felt so good that he had to fucking go to his IG story and post that. And I don't know, man. That's probably one of the funniest things I heard in a while, bro. Because <laughs> I can't really speak too much of it, but you know. Yeah, I thought I don't. It's I don't. It, it surprises me. How did so the? I'm guessing it was a Chinese government official that probably made that decision. No, it's like this. Like, this apparently he apparently he like um what's it called. He violated the team's social platforms hmm. violations or policies or whatever. So hmm. essentially, I mean, because they trying to, they were trying to say that he was it was a racist comment. Hmm. But it, exactly, but it's funny <laughs> because <laughs> in his comments, like I guess he just got fl- like I was reading some article. Apparently, he got flamed in his in his comments. It was like one of the comments was just nigger 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 nigger. <laughs> like, what? bro, they were going in on him, and I was like. Bro, he didn't even say anything right, wrong. Like, he was just saying that Shorty had a nice body. <laughs> and, he, and it was changing his whole perspective <laughs> on, on uh, Asian women. But apparently, that's enough to get kicked out the CBA. Yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering, like, the way he said it. Chinese bro, women got kicked. Bro, I, how the, the Chinese people who made the decision, how did they find out what that meant? Bro, <laughs> they, that, they probably didn't know what it meant. That's probably why he got kicked <laughs> out. Because, all right, so apparently, so like the CBA, that's like the, um, so it's like the NBA of China, basically. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's like, I think they, I think I want to say that Yao Ming is the chairman. Like, so mm-hmm. like Adam Silver is like the commissioner. So of the he NBA. would know. Yeah, so Yao, Yao Ming. Yao would know. Yo, bro. <laughs> I'm sure Yao Ming has been. I'm sure Yao Ming. Yeah. Yao Ming was in the league player for a while. You yeah. feel me? So Yao Ming definitely knows what's up. <laughs> but, but what I'm trying to figure out is like, he got kicked the fuck out of the league. Like, lifetime ban. Like, as if he was. Like, he just said Shorty had a nice body. <laughs> yeah. And then they kicked him out for the rest of the. Forever, honestly. But. And the CBA is pretty big. Like, they had like, what? Tracy McGrady went over like a lot of like the yeah. players that as soon as they finish playing in uh, the NBA or they can't play anymore or they're not good mm-hmm. enough, like they send them straight to the Chinese league. Yeah. So it's like a lot of like major uh, older players have played out there. Yeah, but, when I visited my sister out in Beijing, it was crazy flipping channels, like seeing all these different 
things on all the different TV channels, like different Chinese TV shows. And then you do the next turn, and it's like, oh, there's just regular it's basketball. basketball. <laughs> regular basketball, <laughs> yeah. Bro, like, how yeah, was China, though? Like, it was very different. Like, it was, it's the most, I mean, I have, that was my first time on the uh, other hemisphere. Like, I have, I've only been to, like, Barbados, and I've been to, like, the Caribbean. I've only been to the Caribbean and the USA. Yeah. And going over there, being on the whole other side of the world, I was, like, a three-hour flight away from Afghanistan. I was, like... Yeah, that's about right. I was, like, literally on the other side of the world. Yeah, you about a three-hour flight from Afghanistan. (laughs) That's a wild statement to say. (laughs) And it was, like, world, like, it's... It was great. Did everybody I, think you were like a professional athlete or so? I heard they do that to like a lot of black people. They just like look at you and like randomly ask for autographs. So, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I went during, I think it's called Golden Week. Um, uh-huh. It's basically like their Labor Day, except it's a week long. Oh, so, ooh, okay. Um, almost the whole country was off of work. So, oh, that's love right there. Yeah. So, not all, so the way my sister was saying it is, you know, people who live in Beijing, they don't do the looking and staring because they see people of all different races all the time. Really? Because okay. it's Beijing. It's like the whole world goes to Beijing, you know. Okay. Uh, um, that makes sense. It's like the main country, the main city of China. Okay, so it's like New York of China. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So the people who live in Beijing don't look and stare, but I was there during the uh, holiday. So, so there are a lot of people there from the mountains, from, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. And they were straight up, you know, begging for pictures. <laughs> like, Did you take pictures with random people? I did not. Uh, and even you more so. T- you should have been milking that. Uh, no. I, it, was, it, it didn't feel, it feels a little pet in the zoo like. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel what you're saying. I feel yeah. what you're saying. And I definitely had to keep an eye on my dad to make sure he didn't sling on. Oh, oh, so he wasn't, he wasn't rocking with it yes, at all? Yes. I was not going to be in a Chinese prison. Oh, my <laughs> Hey, that's about as... Oh, my... I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Yeah. My boy used to be in the military, and he yeah. was in... He was somewhere. I think he was, like, North Korea... Or not North Korea. South Korea or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was either Vietnam or Korea. No, it was Korea. So, basically, he got into a fight at a bar in Korea, mm-hmm. got locked the fuck up, didn't speak the language... <laughs> And he was like, because he ended up, he ended up getting kicked out the military though. But apparently, like he was locked up. They had to come get him. He had a whole bunch of charges. He was like punching officers. Like he was just wilding that day. I don't know <laughs> what was going on with him. And then sure enough, they sent his ass. They like the military got him out, mm-hmm. and then they discharged his ass, and he's back in the state stuff. <laughs> but yeah, that's wild though. I don't, I could, I don't know. There's part of me that's like, I don't know, like. Obviously, I don't want to be the pet in the zoo, like you said, because I had never thought of it that way. But, like, just kind of milking it, like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, some random, like, yeah, I'm Michael Jordan or something like that. (laughs) I feel like you get preferential treatment and all that. But I don't know, man. Oh, and also, (laughs) did you hear about, apparently it was, like, some billionaire, right? Mm -hmm. Like, a billionaire out there that got locked up. He got sentenced to 18 years in jail for just straight up talking about it wrote he he wrote some essay criticizing the president about his like coronavirus um response oh he they gave him quote unquote corruption charges and mm-hmm. now he has 18 years in jail yep bro corruption like one thing that doesn't make sense to me is how can you literally 
I don't like you have billions of dollars and you can't even buy your way out of a prison term. Like everybody knows that money rules the world, but it is like, yeah, I, in in China the government has much more control over business, yeah, and over money. Where that, yeah, like if you like if you got a billion dollars, you can do something with that. I like, mean, if you have a billion dollars, you he you should not be going I, to jail. I th- he he maybe he could have escaped, but other than that. I'm not in China. I don't know. If you're I don't in, know. Pablo Escobar <laughs> escaped. <laughs> but Pablo. that's a whole other country. Yeah. In, in China, the country, the government is like the boss. But is it Colombia communist? Or I might just be fucking up on that one. But I'm pretty uh, sure it's, it's some, it's not a regular. Uh, yeah. Well, I, well, it depends on what you mean by regular, I, I think but. nowadays there's nothing 100% communist, 100% capitalist. Because like even. You can say healthcare in the U.S. is communist, is socialist. It's a socialist thing, just like. Well, not if, not if the you way really want to go, the weekend is a socialist thing. The weekend is a socialist thing. <laughs> like the weekend unions, those were all made by socialists in America. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel like there's <laughs> like social. I feel like there's a mixture. Being too capitalist is bad. Being too socialist is bad. So you need a, ni- a nice need little a sprinkle of everything. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like everybody loves their healthcare. Everybody loves unions that can fight back against the boss. Yeah. Weekends, those are all socialistic. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> the, the concept that the weekend is socialist. <laughs> at first, is. when you said that, I was like the singer. I'm like I'm not following, but like the act, like Saturday and Sunday, apparently yeah. is socialist. Remember in the 20s when like little kids were working in factories covered in dirt. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. <laughs> Just imagine <laughs> being eight years old and having to pay the light bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. everybody in your family is making like two bucks an hour. <laughs> and you got to do hard labor. I ain't going to lie, but that, ugh. Yeah, I, about say, I do not miss factory jobs at all. No, I can tell you that for damn certain. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we've... <laughs> we <laughs> we're going through the line. It's been a nice time talking about China. Uh <laughs> So fuck it, let's go into Ellen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let's go into Ellen. My homegirl Ellen, all right? For the record, I am a major Ellen DeGeneres fan, all right? I used to fuck with her show. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, But obviously, all this toxic workplace environment came out. So apparently, from what I remember, I should have refreshed my memory, but from what I remember... Like, the sexual allegations were against her executive producers, right? And mm-hmm. not actual Ellen, right? So, that's that. But apparently, Ellen was just walking around there being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Me, personally, I feel that people reserve the right to be an asshole if they want to be an asshole. Like, you don't owe anybody a pleasant conversation. You mm-hmm. feel me? Yeah. So, it's like, with Ellen being a dickhole to people and, you know, yelling at people and, you know, not speaking to somebody every day that they say hi. Like, I'm not really stunned. I'm like, there's worse things going on in the world than Ellen being an asshole to people. Mm-hmm. But that's just my personal opinion. So, I think you have a right to behave that way, but, but you also, people have a right to call you out on it. Like, if they, if yeah. they don't like it, you know, and I mean, shit, they didn't, they stayed at their job. They couldn't have hated it too much. Mm, no, well, well, that mean, I, I don't know. It's, I, I feel like in yeah. entertainment, I feel like almost everyone who works in entertainment is just putting up with some bullshit to get to the level. Oh, yeah. Job. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's like, it's, 
essentially going through the the uh, I guess the fire to yeah. get you know that either it looks good on your resume or your recommendations or yeah. it's basically basically connections to get you to your next step in wherever you're trying to go. Yeah, and it's honestly, a, that's that's I don't see a problem with it. Like, yeah, it, it's a there is such a huge difference in the workplace when the people when your boss knows that you can quit whenever you want like the the day-to-day work Mm -hmm. experience is completely different within a manager at mcdonald's versus like working at a white collar company oh well yeah yeah they have completely different work experience you can't like you can't you can't shit on people that can literally quit any day if they want to because they have enough saved or they can, or they're, they have, they so have, basically do they, you need your job or not? Yeah. So like, like if they're so skilled, they could find another job the next day. Like you can't shit on people like that because they can quit whenever they want. If you piss them off enough, they'll just leave. But, and I feel like people like Ellen and people in the entertainment industry, they take advantage of that because a lot of people move to California with these dreams uh-huh. and they're sleeping on their friends' couches and they're like, I just need a job. I, I gotta make it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, but that yeah. you gotta you gotta that's a certain level. Though. Like if you're working for the Ellen DeGeneres show, you've made it to a certain level to where you, they're not just hiring anybody off the street at the Ellen show. You feel me? Um, but I don't know. I just I just don't really like the. I mean, I it's you know okay bad Ellen. You know I feel you <laughs> on that. <laughs> but but it's I'm not really. It's nothing earth shattering going on. I don't know, but. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. It's not that big of a deal to me. Yeah. I think most of her fans... I wouldn't be surprised if at least half of her fans never knew this entire scandal ever happened. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to get swept under the rug. Like, yo, her monologue was like... (laughs) Her her apology, quote-unquote... You could tell in her face she didn't want to do this yeah, shit. Yeah. She was just like, hey, I got to do this, so yeah. here I go. It's like, right. throw a joke in there every now and then. Like, mm-hmm. It was kind of funny to me because it was like a virtual audience because, you know, obviously they can't meet for because of corona. Mm-hmm. So it was, like a whole, it was like a virtual audience. So they had, you know, like the NBA does with their screens of the audience. Yeah. So it was set up like that. But it was wild because they would play laugh tracks, so like you could hear people laughing, mm-hmm. but you know damn well it, it's like a, it sounded like a live audience laughing mm-hmm. and not somebody laughing through Zoom. Yeah, and it was like so fake, and I'm like, damn, like they really think we stupid. <laughs> but I don't know, bro. It it didn't. Yeah, like I said, the apology didn't wasn't much of an apology, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it was what it was. But let's see. On to the next topic. <laughs> we got MJ going into NASCAR. Yeah. So, he's, is it getting a, I've heard Bubba Wallace is helping out with him too. Oh, yeah. He, he low-key, he bought Bubba Wallace out of the contract. <laughs> <laughs> the one fucking black track. No, no, no. It's kind of like, Bubba Wallace definitely needed to be on MJ's uh NASCAR team. Like, there's no doubt about that. If MJ would have been in NASCAR and not had Bubba Wallace, I would have felt something, some way about that. <laughs> like, that's just like a must-have, okay? Mm-hmm. But uh, I think he bought him out of his contract, and now he's with them. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit different, you know? Yeah, I'm curious how NASCAR is doing because, you know, um, I was watching this thing on YouTube about NASCAR. 
Mm-hmm. And it was on YouTube, so maybe it's total bullshit. Hey, fuck uh, it. But <laughs> uh, basically what they said was when NASCAR was, like, climbing in popularity, you mm-hmm. know, like, they had the Will Ferrell movie. like Oh, Tyler Diggin Nights. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, NASCAR's popularity was, like, going up and up and up. Yeah. And then they finally had this big race that was, like, finally on all the major networks, and that was, like, their chiming moment. Yeah. And that was the same race that uh, that guy, Dale Hurd. Oh, died. Dale Hurd died? Yes. And then oh. that's when the popularity started. It would be no, Dale Hurd Heard- Dale Earnhardt died way before Talladega Nights. I can I'm, somebody. It was. It might have been someone else. Maybe his. Yeah, somebody died. Yeah, basically, yeah. somebody died. Basically, but it's like the equivalent as if you know the day that the NBA finally made the big and Michael Jordan just died on the court. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, that's trash, yo. So it's like it. It was like they were growing so huge, and then that like really affected the whole league. Yeah. So I wonder what That's the state of it is now. Like, what is the? But I heard, I heard racing fans like when they crash. It's like yeah. it's like when <laughs> hockey people fight. I heard they's like it's not supposed to happen, but they mm-hmm. low key wanted to happen. Yeah, yeah. I think it it may have affected like the corporate partnerships more than the viewership. Uh, okay. But okay, um, I can see that. Regardless, I'm just curious, like what the ratings are now, what the statistics are now. I don't How know. is it? You know they they banned the rebel flag, so you right, know right, right, especially everybody. after that. Yeah. I wonder what it's like. Yeah, and now and now getting Michael. They got Michael. <laughs> they got they got Michael Jordan, yeah. and then Bubba Wallace that found a noose in his uh, garage. Mm-hmm. Yo, that honestly, bro. I mean, like I understand, like I am all for quote unquote promoting diversity in NASCAR. I feel like that's a sport yeah. that black people. Well, so here's here's the reason that I heard. You know, there really aren't a lot of. Uh, black people in NASCAR mm-hmm. is because all of the startup cost and just yeah. there are just there's just so many there's just such a financial burden yeah in order to actually get to the point where you can actually race mm-hmm. that it discourages a lot of uh potential um I guess not applicants but potential yeah. drivers. Yep. So I heard that's like a one of the main um I guess I guess I don't know what the word you want to call it, but barriers between, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Uh, people of color joining the sport, mm-hmm. but I mean, I feel, I mean, it's just it's driving. I mean, I don't really know. I feel like yeah. the best driver. I feel like the stunt car drivers probably like the people that do like the stunts and movies and all that. Mm-hmm. I would want to see a race with them yeah. rather than seeing the NASCAR and, race. And they gotta suit the cars up. Like oh, I, yeah, I know, yeah, 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 I know yeah. the cars are a certain shape Fast for aerodynamics, but every car can't look like. A Camry with advertisements all over it. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, those cars are fucking ugly. <laughs> you gotta sweep it up a little, and yeah. then maybe they don't want to because they don't want the competition to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's just wild though, man. Because I think I, at one point in time, I might still be. I think their slogan was "This is our sport." <laughs> oh, really? Bro, okay. I'm pretty sure yeah. that there's the NASCAR slogan is "This is our sport" <laughs> because I remember because you know the NASCAR Hall of Fame is downtown yeah. and they have that plastered everywhere. This mm-hmm. is our sport, and I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, Michael Jordan really about to fuck that up, for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but, He's gonna change the, This is my. <laughs> this is my sport. Gonna, I would just like I just can't wait to see the Jordan symbol yeah. on a car though. That's just to like take do down it. the rebel flag. Yeah, put up the jump man the flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we need to start flying the jump man flag. <laughs> you know, flag warfare right there. But so uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. One thing 
I don't know how to segue into this. But um, basically, someone tweeted, who is a better lyricist? Oh, God. Lyrics. Okay. Okay. Only lyrics. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. Kendrick or Lupe Fiasco? Lu- Lupe tweeted that he's a better lyricist, but Kendrick makes better songs. Now, I- I'm, I'm I'd say I'd say that exact same statement for J Cole. J Cole is a better lyricist than Kendrick, as far as explaining your thoughts clearly mm-hmm. and intertwining it with poetry and all this other stuff. J mm-hmm. Cole has that down pat. Yeah. Lupe's Lupe, he was all right. He was he was pretty good. He was pretty good, but he wasn't he wasn't top tier lyricist. Like, I just keep on thinking of kick push. Like in my mind, I'm just thinking kick push, kick I'm, I'm, push. Okay, I'm I'm glad we have a conversation going. I think Lupe, I think there are only two other rappers equal to Lupe's lyrical ability. Bro, where is this coming Probably from? Probably like Black Thought and like uh, Pharaoh Monarch. I think, I think Lupe is like lyrical. Yes. Well, no, I'm not pure saying lyrics, not music, not yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. not like the best hits, not the most enjoyable songs. I think lyrical ability. I think Lupe, as far as all of the popular people, I think he's better than all of them. How I, I would say. How do you define lyrics? Because like yeah. I said, so so I don't know how much. So what you brought up is interesting because you yeah. just were thinking kick push. I've heard a lot. Oh of yeah, he got daydream. He's got he got a whole bunch of other songs. Um, that's that song with like, the nights fly and wish right now with with the chick from Paramore. Oh yeah. Uh, so so that's that was um some record label shit. They forced him to make like pop music. Yeah but yeah yeah. Before then, I've heard like mixtapes before Lupe got on. Yeah. I heard his very first album, uh-huh. his second album, like. Those albums when he was free to do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I if you go back and listen to those, I think Lupe is better than I think he's a equal lyricist to like Nas, Jay Z, Black Thought. I think he's. That's I a think, bold statement. I think Lu- lyrically, Lupe could consistently beat Kendrick and J Cole. Uh, so the I th- think so. Oh God! I, I'll, I'll oh, send you some God. songs. Yo, oh, please do. I will please send you do. some fucking songs. Oh, please do. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the thing is with. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it with Kendrick, okay? So Kendrick, one thing that I realized, I guess, you know, back in the day, everybody would always have the Kendrick or Cole argument. Kendrick or Cole. Yeah. Right? I realized that Cole is a more concise rapper, mm-hmm. and he, like I said, he's going to clearly articulate what he's trying to say, and he's going to say that, and he's going to intertwine it in a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Now, Kendrick. Kendrick is like an abstract talker and thinker, all right? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like the difference, like if you're looking at artwork, you feel me? So if you're like like actual paintings, right? Mm-hmm. You have your artwork that's, um, you know, extremely realistic, where it's like you can literally see the beads of sweat on um, a painting, right? Yeah. So that's what I feel like Cole's lyrical ability is. It's like mm-hmm. really realistic, straight, concise to the point. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you look at Kendrick, it's yeah. like your, you know, your Basquiat's, your, your really abstract that's paintings. Right. And it's like, it's not all it's always what you get out of it because he's going to say something but he's going to say it in a convoluted way to where it's open to interpretation Mm -hmm. and you can take it how you want to take it yeah so that's why i feel like kendrick is on a whole nother level because like i said Mm -hmm. i used to be i used to say it was cold by a landslide but now 
as I've gotten older mm-hmm. and just really appreciated, appreciated, I guess the the creativity and the dynamic storytelling that Kendrick does. Yep. Bro, Lupe not fucking with that, man. Like, I know Lupe does have some, like, I haven't listened to Lupe in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I know that, you know, obviously my 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 mind is a little, I guess, off of his lyricism right now. Yeah. But yeah. Kendrick, that's one of those rappers that is at the top of the game for a reason. Yeah. He released the EP a couple weeks ago, Lupe. But, Word. um, okay. so everything you said comparing Kendrick to J. Cole, I totally agree with. Yeah, you. yeah. And I feel like... I feel like Kendrick is just, well, I'm not, the word just makes it sound really bad. I shouldn't say just. I feel like Kendrick is a version of Lupe that is just more all around appealing. I feel like Kendrick, like everything you said about Kendrick, I agree with. Like yeah. his abstract writing, his abstract lyrics, like mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. And yeah. I feel like he is, Lupe is the same way, but I feel like Kendrick has succeeded much more because he has a team behind him that provides him like better like beats. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I also feel like he's just he. There is a Kendrick song for any mood. You can't Lupe can't make a good song for every mood. In my opinion, Kendrick's early mixtapes. Like I said, I haven't heard the Lupe early mixtapes, so they would have to be. Top, they would have to be like I don't so, think any mixtape that they are not, but lyrically, yes. But they are. but like overly dedicated and like this. Well, that's the whole create, not the whole creation, but the whole I guess the product of the song is like lyrics, production, all that. So I understand that obviously Kendrick has had more in his career than Lupe. So I, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna argue that fact. But what I'm saying is is that his writing abilities and his, his like I said is. The way that he thinks and tells a story is so different, and he, you can even see that when it comes out in his videos too. Like, yeah, because most most artists have creative control over. The, well, I won't say most of them, but mm-hmm. a lot of artists, especially once they get to a certain level, have creative control over their videos, mm-hmm. and they have, I guess, a uh, what's the word I want to talk about? Or they have a certain direction that they want to shoot their music video in, mm-hmm. and you know. Kendrick has been killing the like I yeah. like obviously he's been killing the game but he does so for a reason. Yeah. I agree like I agree with everything you said. Kendrick beats Lupe in every category in my opinion. Yeah. Except lyrics. And I don't think Kendrick Okay, is, I don't think you ever described to me like what is lyrics to you? So like how would you okay. describe lyricism okay. though? So, I would say that um when it comes to storytelling, I would say they're about even as far as like, if you're writing a song that's a story, I would he say wrote an album a that song was a story, like. But I'm listening. I'm listening. Well, Lupe did too. Lupe's second album. Okay, I mean, I'm not saying I haven't heard it in a yeah. long time. Like, granted, I probably heard like little bits and pieces, mm-hmm. but now when it comes to like the writing, like technical writing, where it's like similes and like references, like. Out of my I think Lupe is better, and I'll send you. I'll send you some songs. All right, I got it. You know the Genius app? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Genius app. It's big right now, but 
I ran into that shit in like 2010 when it was like a just crappy not, little like yeah. it just started. And one of the main reasons I found it is because I heard like this Lupe song and I was trying to figure out what it meant. Oh, so you were Lupe going stand. on there. Oh yeah, I definitely <laughs> was. So yeah, there's might be some bias there, but I'll send yeah. you some songs. Hey man, hey, I, I like I rock with anybody because like I feel like everybody has their one weird artist yeah. that they <laughs> just really rock with. Like no matter what nobody says, it's like they're like that they found like when they were like a lot younger and it's just like one of those Every time they put out something, like everybody has their it's not their it's not like their baby, but it's just like their mm-hmm. their hidden secret that kind of nobody else really likes, but it's just like they speak to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well to sum it up, uh, you know, definitely like go listen to like Lupe, some song Lupe, I'll spin for the listeners. Some Lupe songs is like uh Gotta Eat. That's a dope Lupe oh, song where okay. he's like, not only is he telling a story, yeah. but he's making an analogy between being a drug dealer and the fast food industry where he's yeah. like comparing selling poison to selling poison and he even has like how the the drive through he he throws you the bag and like the dealer throws you the bag okay. and it's like is it got it is layered son is layered. layered yes very yeah, layered yeah 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 so got to eat uh mean and vicious like just go back and listen handcuffs is a really good one handcuffs where a cop arrests this guy and he thought he raps about what's in the uh, what's in the perp's head, and then he raps about what's in the cop's head, and um, then he raps oh. about what they say to each other outside of you know yeah, yeah, verbally yeah. what they say to each other, and it's yeah yeah I ain't gonna There's lie to you of, like your Lupe so like I was saying earlier about everybody having that weird artist yeah. that they really rock with like mm-hmm. mine is Vic Mensa. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like Vic Mensa is so lyrically underrated. <laughs> you feel me? Like that okay. autobiography, the autobiography album that he has is just. I just it doesn't like when I tell you that is my shit. <laughs> yeah. Like that man has because he he made a song about like apparently his brother got killed mm-hmm. and he made a song rapping as if it was him. At, well, as if he was like obviously he was Vic Mensa like talking about his feelings. Mm-hmm. Then he did it as if it was his brother. And yeah. then he wrapped it out as if he was the killer of his brother. That shit was wild. Like, when I tell you, like, layered, bro. Yeah. Layered. Big yeah. Mences. Like I said, that song was called um, Wings. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I need yeah. to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Wings. But, um, yeah. Big Mences, to be honest with you, uh, Big Mences, I, like, listen to some of his earlier stuff. I need to keep up. With oh, yeah. Like, when I tell you, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll rock with Big Mences. That's my yeah. boy. Yeah. But <laughs> since we were talking about uh, albums and stuff, mm-hmm. you you want to know? I don't know what the fuck Chance the Rapper was talking about. But did you hear that he said that Justin Bieber's new album was better than Michael Jackson's Off the Wall album? So let me tell you something. <laughs> let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. After. How much I loved Coloring Book. Yeah. I made a promise to myself that I will never listen to The Big Day. Because the Big Day? What, what do you mean? Chance of his latest album. Oh, okay. Okay, why? <laughs> because I have heard so much shit that is such trash. And I've heard You don't want to snippets. ruin his perception? Yes, yes. I've heard snippets of songs. I've heard, like, lyrics. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's trash. I, I, don't, I, I don't know what. I, I know he can do it. 
because I've seen him do it. Yeah. I he just needs to. I don't know if he needs to take a trip or he needs to get his shit together yeah, they, and come they, back. They, <laughs> 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 hey man, I'll kid you not, man. I know Rapper, rappers make the best music when they're on drugs, bro. <laughs> Yo, I'm all like, when I tell you, I'm all about that sober life. If you want to do it, but shit, man, if you try to make music, you might need to get fucked up. <laughs> like I promise you, like, cause even you know, back in the day with Eminem, mm-hmm. his best, his best music came from when he was straight on just drugs. <laughs> DMX was on crack, yo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dark Man X, like he yeah. was on crack, bro. Like, yeah. like crackhead crack. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. but it, he put out all that flame. He was yeah. in movies, like he he was doing all that shit on crack, bro. For a little while, he was the biggest. He was bigger than Jay Z. He was bigger than. Everybody. Oh yeah, he was on top of the world at one point in time. Yeah, yeah. DMX. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a that's a. Oh, have you seen that video of like? That uh, he was performing at some festival, and it's just like a, just yeah. a sea of people yep. that stop. That was drop. That was right before <laughs> Napster. Right before when you you know you had to go out. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back then, shit was packed. Yeah, it was wild, man. But like I said, if you <laughs> if you want to make good music, apparently you gotta do drugs. <laughs> so speaking of albums, we gotta talk about the one that just dropped. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, introduce it. So. This nigga Tory is acting like OJ Simpson. Yeah. Like, bro, yeah. if, if OJ was in his late 20s, this is exactly what he'd be doing. Yeah. Like, you are acting like you did it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so fucking. Uh, this is the worst. I don't, I don't know how honestly, else to put it. I heard it was number one on iTunes, too. So, like, I know everybody has been saying, like, don't support it, don't support them, don't listen to it. But I heard it was number one on iTunes right now. Granted, it just came out this morning, technically, at midnight. And I haven't heard the album. But I'm not going to lie to you. Niggas in the group chat have heard the album. (laughs) And the group chat said it was all right. And it's like, there's part of me that wants to check it out. But then there's another part of me that's just like, I, I, I feel like I would, like, I don't know if it's like a canceling thing that you have to do, like, if I'm going to listen to a Tory song or a Tory album, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to have to listen to Meg's album at least two or three times. <laughs> just just, just, to, just yeah. to kind of clear my conscience. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I'm not a Tory fan. I really don't particularly care about his music, mm-hmm. but I care about the situation. Yeah. So I care about yeah. the situation more than I care about that man's music. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes it gets lost well, yeah, long story short, I would much rather listen to the story, listen to the song and just get it out of my system than keep on wanting to listen to it and kind of just denying it. Because granted, if I listen to the song one time, it's not like I'm going to keep on going back and going back. Chances are he didn't drop a new thriller. You feel me? Like, it's not going to be a life changing song. Mm-hmm. It's just I feel like everybody has that 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 want and that not nosiness, but it's just like yeah, a need to know. It is yeah, it's nosiness, really, because yeah. you want to hear like we like anytime you hear one side of a story, you almost want to hear the other. Yeah. So it's like I'm not. I click like I said, I don't listen to Tory Lanez on a regular. Like, mm-hmm. well, I didn't listen to Tory Lanez on a regular. Yeah. And now definitely, I'm not listening to Tory Lanez. Mm-hmm. But it's like there's part of me that wants to hear this fucking song and this fucking album. Yeah, I think. Um, 
I agree. I, I feel like, so, first, I want to say, I don't, he, he has the right to tell his side. Even if he did it, even if, like, he has the right to yeah. tell his side. But, I mean, I, I think what's going on in his head is there's two options. He mm. can either admit it and apologize or deny it. If he admits it, then he's going to end up he like... face criminal charges, though. Yes. So he's not really going to... I mean, because granted, well, at the end of the day, his side or not, like, I feel like there's a certain want in everybody's soul that wants to hear what he has to say. Mm-hmm. Because at the end... Because, like, we know that nothing can justify your actions. There's mm-hmm. There should be no reason, whether it was an accident or not. Like, like even if you say that the gun just went off... Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason for you to be in that situation, all right? So, there's even the, if the action. Gun, even if the gun went off, it's in your hand and you're pointing it at exactly. it. Exactly. And that's, and that's like, you should know better than getting into that situation. Like, for you to get into that situation, that's where you're fucking up at. So, you were already wrong in the action of getting into that situation. And being drunk is not an excuse. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. if your body weight is 0.7. <laughs> yeah. Even if your BMI is 0.7, yeah. Yeah. and you get drunk off a teaspoon of Henny. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, because <laughs> cause like like I said, because of what, before we before we started uh, recording this episode, we all listened to one that one Tory song just to yeah. at least get the... The uh, main one. Yeah, the, the one main. that has the most exactly. details about the incident. And it was just kind of, like I said, we just wanted at least something to go off of. And you know how you bring up that him being so small. Like, it's kind of funny how he felt the need in the song to say, everybody saying I'm 5'3". I'm 5'7", yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, this nigga yeah. really put that in the song. <laughs> he really put that in the song. Yeah. So it's like, that right there makes you know that he's an insecure human being. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially when you're dealing with the hottest in the game right now. Like, mm-hmm. Meg is the hottest, like, literally yeah. the hard, the hardest rapper out right now. Yes. I don't think, like, man, woman, yes. yeah, yes. man, woman, whatever, yes. Meg Thee Stallion is the hardest rapper out right now. Yep. Let alone, she's, like, the number one, you know, just, like, influencer in culture right now. Mm-hmm. Like, she literally has all of, like, all of, like, generally, like, 90% of black women like our age or call themselves a hot girl and this, that, and yep. the other. Like she is literally the queen of, just you know, named, black culture right now. Just named Time Magazine's most influential people. Exactly. Most- exactly. <laughs> yeah, like completely. she is literally like what? Two number one hits got Nicki Minaj, uh, Beyonce on tracks and like literally Cardi B on tracks. Like she is really like that. And she's 5'10". <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and she towers over that nigga. But... Um, that's, that's, I guess there's just no reason there's no, like, it's just it, like, I listen to you, but just cause I'm listening to you doesn't mean I'm supporting you. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I just, it's, 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 I don't think it's, uh, I understand people not even wanting to turn the record on, mm-hmm. but I feel like they're quote unquote denying themselves the want to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially everybody that's so close to the situation. Like when Six Nine came out, I don't listen to Six Nine. I don't give a fuck about that nigga music. So mm-hmm. I wasn't inclined to listen to it. Yeah. But the tour thing, like I said, it's that's a very that's a very big issue in what's going on, especially with violence against black women. Like 
on a regular. Like, yeah. let me see. I got I got some 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 little um, company said. I don't know if it was a company or I don't know. Let me see. But um, I just wanted to bring up. Basically, the conclusion I came up with is, you know, I didn't want to give it a stream until I heard what he said because I would feel like shit if I gave it a stream, supported it, and he said a bunch of bullshit. But is so it really I, supporting, though? That's, that's that's my thing. Is it really – like, granted – A stream is a – it's a very, very tiny support, but it is – it does support monetarily. It okay. does translate to – even though it it's a fraction monetarily. of a penny – it's a fraction of a bit. Okay, it's a force monetarily, so I'll give you that. But even if so, I so like how I personally like to um, go about my life is I'll listen to things that I agree with, mm-hmm. but then I'll also listen to things that I don't agree with, right? Yeah. Yep. So like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've heard both like uh, the Hodge twins. I don't know if you know who the Hodge twins are. Yeah, yeah. The biggest coons on earth, right? Yeah. So I, I used to watch before they. Got back, political back in the day, they didn't do any political. Videos. Oh, yeah, they just did like and fucking workout routines all, yeah, and stuff and like that. Yeah, I would that. watch them all the time. Yeah, they were hilarious. Like, yeah, they were hilarious back then. But yeah, so like I said, the Hodge twins, like those are two people that I cannot stand. Like, like <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. like they literally tried to blame Ahmaud Aubrey. Yeah. Mind you, the Hodge twins are black. All right, so like, I guess a little bit of background on the Hodge twins. The Hodge twins are biracial twins. Um, Pretty, like I said, they work out. They're like pretty huge dudes, right? Mm-hmm. So now they started making jokes. Like, granted, I'm I'm all for people making jokes and you know cracking jokes on people, but in the situation that happened with Ahmad Arbery running in his neighborhood was mm-hmm. literally chased down and shot mm-hmm. by what two or three racist white boys. Um, the fact that they felt the need, I guess, just in the video that they went over explaining, I guess, their thoughts and feelings on it. Mm-hmm. Apparently they were like, "Come on now, when's the last time you seen a black guy running around and not stealing something?" They said something stupid like that, bro. It was so dumb. It was so dumb. Mm-hmm. And granted, they're black. They work out, mm-hmm. and they don't call themselves black. They say they're Americans, so you can't. They say they don't identify as black, but they're Americans. Like it's just stuff like that because, you know, it's. I listen to. Th- I'm not a supporter of the Hodge twins. Yeah. Granted. My views might be going towards them and, you know, supporting like it may, I guess, monetarily impact them. But as far as supporters of them, no, right. not even close. Yeah, I didn't even know they were that bad. I oh, they, oh, they're horrible. They, I, I they have some horrible shit. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, I feel like we're transitioning to, you know, some of the bad news for this week. Yeah. But before we do, I just wanted to say like. For me, I, I didn't want to support it in any way until I knew what he was going to say. So I went on, you know, the Genius app. I read some lyrics. I watched some um, clips on Twitter from people, and I pretty much got out of it what I wanted to get out of it. Yeah, and that's yeah. how I came to my conclusion. I think even though, like, he – this seems like the worst thing he could have done. And I'm trying to think, figure out what he was thinking. And I think what it is is he's he said, okay, two options. Either I admit it and apologize, or I deny it. If he admits it, then he turns into Takashi 6ix9ine, where everyone knows. He's going to lean into it. Yes. 
because he had because at that point he will have to because he will be blackballed. No one in the genre will fuck with him. Yeah, he'll have to make it's money on regardless. his own. Right. Regardless if, of what he said, you yes. know. But um, I yeah, think if he denies it, it will be a pretty similar situation. But then there will always be that doubt, and that will help him a little. You know what mm. I mean? So I think that's what he was thinking. But still, it's so you know, I. I heard an interesting uh, viewpoint from one of my boys. He was like, who knows? He he could have been doing this as his last hurrah. So him dropping this album would is probably his last source of income that he's going to have before he's quote-unquote blackballed. Mm -hmm. Because I know um, I've even heard Power 98, uh, the local radio station in Charlotte, like, you know on that What's Poppin' song where it has him, uh, the baby... Lil mm -hmm. Wayne and uh, the Jack Harlow guy, right? Yep. So Power Nine, I was either Power Ninety Eight or One Hundred Three Three Streets, One Hundred Three Three, something like that. One of the local radio stations, mm -hmm. they cut his verse entirely. Like they go straight from the baby into Lil Wayne's verse, because normally it's like it goes Jack Harlow, the baby, then Tory, and then Lil Wayne. Mm -hmm. But now on the radio, they just cut Tory's. Um, they cut Tory's verse in general, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I, I that's that's a huge move. That's what should happen. Yeah. All right, because. Yeah. There's really no, there's no, there's no, like, granted, I wanted to hear what he had to say, but there's no explanation. Like, mm -hmm. I don't care what she said to you, what she did to you, unless she had a gun pointed at you, mm -hmm. you should not have had a gun pointed at her. Yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> it's, it's really that simple. Like, there's nothing that you could say. Cause I guess that kind of goes into why a lot of people aren't listening to it is mm -hmm. because, there's nothing that could justify it, so what you say doesn't even matter, yeah. right? I understand that viewpoint, but I just wanted to listen to it. I mm -hmm. just want—I like granted, I was gonna, I was gonna listen to it eventually. Like I said, I'm just—I feel like I'm too invested into the situation to not listen to it. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that's what. Oh, and let me read you. It was called some page called High No Sobriety. I think it's just like some you know hip hop station. Yeah. It was actually beautifully written. It said, this is the last time we will cover Tory Lanez. The rapper just added to his list of disgraceful behavior by, uh, by dropping the most toxic album of the year. He recently became an... In, he recently became an... They, they didn't write that right. He recently became a music industry pariah after Meg Thee Stallion revealed that he shot her during an incident that led to his arrest on July 12th. However, rather than publicly apologizing to Megan or addressing the issue, he released an album. Instead, using the media attention from the shooting to promote his work. Lanes' moves are particularly sickening considering the proximity to this week's ruling on the murder of Breonna Taylor. In 1962, Malcolm X said that the most disrespected person in America is a black woman. Taylor's memory has been used to sell magazines, get clicks, win political favor, and yet the police officers responsible for her death were still not brought to justice. Lanes has used the same logic to promote his album, exploiting the trauma enacted on black women for financial and cultural gain while refusing to protect them or acknowledge their culpability. And that's why you'll never see him on our website or social platforms again. That was beautiful. That is yeah. that, beautiful. Summed up everything perfectly. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's really, <laughs> at the end of the day, like I said, there's really nothing he can do or can say to save face. Yeah. And that sums it up. Yeah. And, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're just going to have to talk about, yeah, 
Um, we, it was, I mean, yeah, unfortunately, it was a unfortunately transitions, but we got to talk about it. I think it says a lot about, you know, what we spoke about before, where even if the whole world demands it, if the people who have the power don't want it, it doesn't happen. And yep. I think, you know, it was, it's so, it's so bad seeing, uh, you know, the attorney general just a few, several weeks before was at the RNC, you know. Saying uh, the same shit. Yeah. Basically, it's it's so obvious he's doing this for a career move to it's get career move. deeper, deeper into the right on their side just to show, doing it to show, you know, I'm one of y'all. I'll do whatever for y'all. And when they flip on him, it's going to be ugly and ain't nobody going to be there to catch him. Yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, I actually had to, you know, normally I'm not a, well, so as I said earlier, sometimes I like following people that may not think the way that I do, all right? So there are a few people that I still, because I know a lot of people unfollow people that might say anything against um, Mm -hmm. the movement and Black Lives Matter and all that. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do is I will, like it takes a lot for me to unfollow or completely um, disregard somebody's thought process. So I think it was this, it was this, it was this one girl. She she posted some video, um, and in the video it was it was this guy just trying his absolute hardest to um, dehumanize and um, basically drag Breonna Taylor's name through the dirt, basically saying that her boyfriend that was in the house that was shooting at the cops was a criminal and thug, mm-hmm. and um, that she was a major component of a criminal of, or, or of an organized criminal ring. And it's like, I just like the video that she reposted was so fucking bad. I had to like, granted, I've maybe talked to this girl. Well, I'm not going to, uh, I'm trying to think how do I, I'm not going to identify her in that way, but just like she, like I said, we went to school together mm-hmm. and we had a performance together. That's about that's about as that's about <laughs> you as might, deep. That's you might want to be more descriptive because <laughs> performance can mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, long story short, she was she was we we performed together in some stroll off together. Mm-hmm. All, right? All right. And like I said, we we basically I think that's good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now, she she like like I said, the video is just dragging Brianna Taylor's name through the dirt, and I was like, "All right, I haven't talked to you in at least five years, but." I think today's the day that I'm gonna, <laughs> I think today's the day that I'm going to have to uh, get on you because let me see it was a few it was let me try to pull it up right now because it was a few points that just totally just dominated like all right so first of all Brianna's boyfriend Kenneth Walker was not a criminal or a thug because if he was he wouldn't have been able to legally purchase and register his gun in the state of Kentucky. Number two, Kentucky has specific stand your ground laws. So if someone you don't know who knocks down your door in the middle of the night, you are well within your rights to shoot them because the police had a no knock warrant and they busted down their door. All right. So you are well within your rights to shoot three. The people that, quote unquote, love the Second Amendment should be outraged at the actions of the government at the of the government funded uh, Louisville Metro Police Department and should be commending this legally registered gun owner for, in fact, standing his ground and protecting his house. But we all know that the Second Amendment does not apply to black people. 
Mm-hmm. It's only well, we can get deeper than that later. <laughs> and then now another thing that I was talking about because you know how they tried to charge him with attempted murder. Mm-hmm. They really tried to charge this man with attempted murder. Yep. After they kicked down his door. All right. Mm-hmm. But um, they ended up dropping those charges. Yep. So that's because they knew. Like even if you watch the like I watched the um, another thing that I watched too. It was like the uh, Breonna Taylor. Um, special on Hulu. Like, I really didn't want to watch it because so many people are profiting off of her death. Yep. But after, like, the after the hearing, and I was just like, I just need to get more and more information on this. So why is this? Why mm-hmm. is this the way that it is? But it was actually, it was actually really done, very informational. Mm-hmm. You kind of really got both, you got information from both sides. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to go down, you know, further and further, but just long story short, it's amazing how people will dehumanize somebody to fit a narrative. You feel me? Yeah. It's like Breonna Taylor was a college educated, you know, state employed, you know. EMT. Her job was helping people in the darkest of times, like resuscitating people like in the back of the ambulance. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So she was doing that. And then she actually transitioned to like an ER tech. And like I said, Mm -hmm. she was working in the medical field, saving lives. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's just the way that people will try to dehumanize somebody. And like her boyfriend too, that was living in the house, or not living in the house with her, but that was there with her. Like mm-hmm. he really, he really got up to protect the house and yep. had an attempted murder charge filed against him. Yep. And then it's just like so wild how like there were twelve witnesses. All of the witnesses initially said that the police did not say anything, mm-hmm. and then all of them stood tall. And then apparently on the third interview, one guy changed his answer. Yep. And then after the guy changed his answer, that's the answer that they ran with to the grand jury. Uh-huh. And that was able to mm-hmm. um, overturn the, not overturn the conviction, but basically, you know, prove doubts mm-hmm. that the police, quote unquote, did not. Or they said they, they announced themselves, but they didn't announce themselves. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think there's so many different facets to it. I think, uh, you know, this is. I was listening to uh, the radio earlier today, and they're saying like this is the first Republican Kentucky Attorney General in a long time. Fuck it up. And why? How did that happen? Well, because people didn't vote as usual. Yeah. Uh, there's also the facet of you know the person you brought up uh, that you blocked earlier. Yeah. It it also goes to the facet of. We're not all getting the same information. Exactly. Like, people in her, you know, it, I, I, you know, I definitely still want to stay on this topic, but I just want to bring up the uh, movie on Netflix, The Social Dilemma. It goes into a lot of different facets about social media, but it also goes into the fact that what you see every day on your social media is entirely different from what the person next to you sees. Exactly. It, 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 it gives you the impression that it's showing you the outside world, but it's not. It's showing everyone a completely different thing. It's showing you the world that you want to see. Yeah. And, and peop, I know, I have seen, I think we all have seen, in all of these YouTube clips and all of these news feeds, there are people commenting that Brianna Taylor was helping them sell drugs. Her boyfriend was a drug dealer. Like those those people that because some of those people that's literally all they see. Yeah, it they was, see on their social media, on their YouTube, 
they see people saying that he was a drug, you know? Like, yeah, because it was it was her. Because the thing is, like, and plus that's what that that's what a lot of people get messed up in the story too is that it was her ex boyfriend that was in and out of jail mm-hmm. that was attracting all the attention, and not yeah. her current boyfriend. And then mm-hmm. it's it's just they and like I said, they did subsequent. Um, they they the warrants that they got were for search warrants. They went in, they searched everything after they shot the place the fuck up, yeah. and they found nothing. Mm-hmm. And they continued to find nothing in the house, the car, uh, on the person. Like you, they didn't find anything, but yeah. yet there's still a narrative that she was in a criminal drug ring. Like yeah. this, like yeah. the girl, she tried to. She was like, "There's information coming to light that da 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 da," and she was like. She was involved in this. She was involved in that. I'm like, yo, look, this is what the whole movement is about. She mm-hmm. had no prior convictions. Mm-hmm. She was, like I said, a college, like, like, <laughs> literally, like, I don't, I don't think we could paint a better picture of Breonna Taylor than what she was. You feel yeah. me? And, you know, the fact that still people, because her ex-boyfriend was a drug dealer, mm-hmm. that somehow means that she's a drug dealer, too. Because granted, there was surveillance, and like I said, she, he did get packages delivered to her house or whatever. But nobody knows what was in those packages. Mm-hmm. It could have he could have just been getting Amazon packages sent there. Yeah, like he didn't have a home. He was probably using her address. Like yeah. when you're locked up, you're fucking homeless. Yeah, like a lot of people struggle getting out of jail. And if you got somebody that'll hold you down, or at least will like you know talking to you while you're going through this stuff, you know, it's a lot of people have no idea what incarcerated people do what they like they don't even think about and they they, don't those people don't even think how do incarcerated people get their money no those people don't they never even think about that those people think that people that are incarcerated aren't people right like that's the main thing it's like there are so many people whose parents and uh cousins brothers friends have all been incarcerated Mm -hmm. but Due to their lack of seeing the world for what it really is and really understanding that there are lots of different people. And like I said, like when you live in a certain realm, Mm -hmm. you don't see anything out of it. You feel me? So it's really hard for people to see outside of their outside of their window, really. Yeah. And I mean, I think that also brings up what you said, like it's important to have dissenting opinions in your circle. Mm-hmm. It's important, like you, what you brought up is very important, and even talking about all the way from the Tory Lane situation to this, mm-hmm. like it's important to keep those dissenting opinions around, not because you know it will like corrupt you or some of that stupid shit, because you need that to remember what Why? the world really is, yeah, and that. Everyone in the world doesn't think the same way you do. Yeah, my problem is that sometimes people will only fill their mind with people that agree with them. Yeah. And then when they do that, it's really hard for people to see when they are wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that it almost takes away your humility. All right. I'm not going to sit here and say that every person that disagrees with me is always wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I would like to think I'm right all the time, but I'm not. You feel yeah. me? And I understand that other people will bring up good points and other people do have different perspectives and point of views, which is what I truly value. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like I want it's like it's almost like an iron sharpens iron thing. You feel mm-hmm. me? It's like 
how do I know that I believe what I believe unless I hear the other side of it? Yep. You feel me? It's like, if, otherwise, I'm just I'm just regurgitating information if I don't have both sides. Like, people say, you know, it's always good to hear from both sides, but it's also important to choose a side. All right? Mm-hmm. So, I think I might have said this last week, mm-hmm. but it's like, yeah. if you try to play both sides, you're going to get dealt with by both sides, right? Mm-hmm. You can get the information from both sides and then make your decision. But if you try to play and stay on the fence about things, that's when shit happens. But and and that's a good topic to bring up, like getting information from both sides, mm-hmm. like not just saying, not just saying what you think the situation is, and then the person saying what they think the situation is, and then just going back and forth in a loop like that. Like post a link, like this is the art. This is where I got this from. This is the article, mm-hmm. and then they post the link. Well, I got it from this article, and then you can go. Well, in the footnotes, it says. He got that from this survey or this poll. Like, yeah. you know, actually getting to the bottom of it. Yeah. Like, people who say, do but your people research. people are lazy. They're not about to yes, do that. Yes, yes, yes. That's, <laughs> that's why I'm saying it. Because people who say, do your research are always the stupidest motherfuckers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, told, she yes. told me to do my research. And yes. I, was, I was like, no, boo, you do your research. Yes, yes. I was like, I was, bro. Yeah. Because I had, like bro. I said, we went back and forth for a little while. People who say, do your research are always the stupidest motherfuckers. If, yeah. like, let me, let me put it this way. If the caveman who invented fire <laughs> and the other caveman came up and said, what is that? If he said, do your research, we'd all still be in the cave. <laughs> like, there would be no progress. Yeah, because I think... Like, research is... Research is not just for you to hoard. Research is supposed to solve a problem forever. I feel that. And then, I feel that. so you can but also, on. But also, research is for... Um, validating your point sometimes exactly. people only m- people might gloss over this information that contradicts what they say yeah. in order to find something that um endorses what they say you feel right. me so it's like you know there's that's the thing about information that's why there's like that's why it's a good thing that there's so much information out there mm-hmm. but it's also bad because that information can be manipulated and essentially used in the incorrect way, mm-hmm. you know? Because that's the thing about statistics. You feel me? Like, you can make a graph and make it look pretty, but if you really tell the story of what's going on, it might not be that pretty. You feel mm-hmm. me? Yep. But that's, you know, like I said, I had to, I had to, I like I said, I'm not, I'm not even a, I don't really be in people's stuff like that, but that was, I just, I just couldn't do that. Especially, it was on the day of, too. I'm like, yo, you fucking wildin'. Yeah. Like just like literally, I don't I don't get how people look for a reason to like they think they like it's a part like that's what I was trying to tell her I was like you are literally looking for a reason to um, make it better in your mind that this person is a horrible person regardless of what the facts are the facts are she has no convictions she like I said there was just there's just a whole bunch of different things like mm-hmm. pointing to the direction of her not being a bad person mm-hmm. but yet. She somehow painted as a criminal uh, in the criminal enterprise, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is what we're fighting against: is yeah. that that guilty till proven innocent that we get, mm-hmm. whereas somebody else gets innocent till proven guilty if you're a cop. Yeah. So, you know, that's yeah. I had to. I'm not. Yeah, I was. I was all up in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like I, it's like I, like you know, like if you type in a message, like. It said like in Instagram, like like your message is too long, so I had to like keep off cutting it <laughs> off and like yeah. I was 
Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a. Uh, it was a quite a quite a conversation. Well, it was me blanking, but yeah, I did it respectfully though. I like to think that. Mm. Like I, I didn't call her any names. Or <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. say she was racist or anything like that. I just you know, hey, look, you're you're, you're fucking up. But yeah. <laughs> I, I and I think that's important because people won't if you listen do it to in you. a certain way, you're just making them go in their corner even more. Exactly. Like I said, it's it's. I'm not trying to like. I'm literally trying to help you not be dumb. Right. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Like I feel like. Um, and it's all about I, delivery. I, I feel like um like an example. I feel like one day, Kanye was just sitting in a restaurant and he was like, "Oh, you know, I heard Trump say something once, and I thought it was really cool." And then the person across his room was like. You can't fucking say that, you fucking coon. <laughs> Don't say you fucking hate Trump. And yeah. Kanye was like, oh, 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 what? I can do whatever yeah. I want. I can do yeah. And then he yeah. just went, oh, and I love it, Trump. And then it went all the way left. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what it was. technically right. I, I think, like, someone someone just came at him crazy, and he was like, like honestly, oh, this is the Like, one thing that I always say is, like, the truth is never a bad thing, but it's all in the delivery. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, you just have to figure out how to talk to people. A lot of people, surprisingly, grown-ass individuals still don't have people skills and know how to communicate with one another. Yeah. So, I feel like the reason that everybody's arguing all the time and, you know, cursing each other out, and I mean, granted, never mind, I'm not going to go right there, <laughs> but the, the majority of the reason why people can't listen to the other side is mm-hmm. because... It starts off with an insult. If you st- if you start off with an insult, I don't care what the fuck you gotta say. I'm coming back at your head. Mm-hmm. Like it's <laughs> it's 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 a reflex that people have. Like it's like a defensive mode. Like I'm trying to understand what you're talking about, but if you come at me crooked, I'm gonna come at you even more crooked. And then we just going. Then we're just. Then it's just a bad situation. But I don't know, man. That's yeah. That that reality. That's it's it's rough, but. You know, it's the world we live in. And then also, yeah, they said that two cops got shot out there, too. That's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't read much into it, but I just heard two cops got shot out there. One of them, uh, yeah, one of both. them is out uh, of the hospital. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think there's nobody is. died. Don't one was it. white and one was black. Really? Uh, yeah. So, uh, how do we, how we fix this, Jeff? How do we fix this? <laughs> Shit, you you know about got me riled up. Uh, <laughs> let's see, how do we fix this? I don't know. I just feel this like this was the anniversary of Emmett Till. Oh, 60, yeah. 60 something. Sixty five, right on yeah. the dot. Sixty something years. Yeah, sixty five years. Uh, when the Emmett Till's killers were acquitted, and when um Breonna Taylor's killers were acquitted. Um, but. Let's see how 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 do we fix? <laughs> let's let's figure out how to fix racism in conversation. <laughs> I mean, truth be told, all right, I've thought about this before. All right, mm-hmm. so you know how, like in high school, there are um, there are you know foreign exchange programs where they send some kid out to like fucking France or mm-hmm. some weird shit like that. What we need is domestic exchange programs, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like you would really benefit us having, I guess, a, a basically 
you know how like they set you up with a family overseas and then you know mm-hmm. they kind of look out for you mm-hmm. I feel like that would do more justice in America is if you take people from these rich very affluent schools mm-hmm. and send them to schools like you know uh, just like underserviced and underprivileged schools you feel me mm-hmm. um, and then also take kids from there and send them to um, really affluent and uh, privileged schools that way you can kind of see both sides of the track because honestly because like I guess my high school experience is that you know I guess half of, so my first high school pretty decently affluent like it was like I said it's pretty straightforward majority white mm-hmm. and then my next high school not so much you feel me and it's just the differences in how we were treated is like I feel like as I had been there for like maybe a bro I'll never forget they took my phone for 30 days I was there for like a week or two they took my phone for 30 days because I was using it in class and they were like like they treat they, they treated everybody like a fucking criminal in the name mm-hmm. of uh order yeah. and um I guess in the name of order class order and school order or whatever mm-hmm. and I'm like you could you could just really like and just progressing and just like obviously like meeting different people and like like I said then you know because granted when I was at my first high school obviously like all the black kids hang out together it's not like you know all the black kids hang out together that's that's nothing new but you know it's really different when you have um, when you're at another school where everybody's black you feel yeah. me mm-hmm it's just it's it's just different um just different i just feel like it's just an eye-opening experience for people that i it's an eye-opening experience that everybody needs to get is really seeing both sides of the track because if you live in your if you live in your little world you don't humanize people that are outside of your world they're just people like even that even comes from you know as black people we don't sometimes like sometimes we be we be talking the worst racist shit you feel me like You know, yeah. granted, the the rolling basis of the word uh, racism, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, how I'm describing it is just, you know, hate against another race, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And, shit, black people, we we have our moments, you mm-hmm. feel me? We have our moments of not liking somebody. Intolerance. A lot of, intolerance, yeah. A lot of homophobia, a lot of Homophobia, transphobia, yeah. In the black community we're yeah. working on. Yeah, not about to say, because we, yeah. We we love yeah we we got our fair share of problems but you know I don't know there's no way to fix it but I just feel I guess at the end of the day people should at least somehow some way learn to live on the other side mm-hmm. just to really understand what's going on so yeah. how we fix this within Ray since you put me on the spot <laughs> yeah uh, I think that's a part of it. I think it's much harder to it's much harder to do the things that they're doing and treat people the way they treat them when you truly know that they are people. Yeah, yeah, you're not humanizing other people. Right. That's 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 what everything boils down to. You're not looking at other people as other people. Right. I also think um you know the argument of saying people need to vote, the instant response you hear, especially from the black community, is, well, we've been voting for 70-something years. Yeah. And we're still here. Yeah. And I think 
I, I think that the vote, what the impact voting makes is extremely slow, but I do think it makes an impact every time when black people are actively a part of the process. Oh, yeah. And I, 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 I think one of the reasons why it's so slow is because there's it takes a lot sometimes to get younger people interested almost yeah. it takes so much yeah and so in addition to what you but it's said influencer culture though too yeah you feel me that's, that's i feel like that's the best way to get young people uh excited about vote remember voter die with p diddy and all that shit yeah. like you have to get people excited about it it's like mm -hmm. it's like school like nobody wants the boring ass school in a boring ass classroom like you want to be excited about what you're doing mm -hmm. you feel me and and you know everything you said is true i would also add that i do feel excited about kind of the new people coming up in politics like right now there's a bunch of eighty-year-old, ninety-year-old people still holding their seats. Yeah, I mean, uh, but bro, we need a, we need a, we need an age cap on <laughs> the president. No, because there's an age. There's a, you have to be thirty-five to be president, and I feel like once you hit seventy, you can't be president anymore. Yeah, that's that's that I. Not only questioning your mental competence, but also you're out of touch. With most of the people. I said this on a podcast before. It's like, I don't trust anybody that's older than civil rights. Yeah. Bro, it's, it's, it's literally that simple. It's like, if you were born before 1965 or 4. Yeah. If there's not a picture of you getting beaten up by cops like Bernie Sanders, <laughs> then I don't trust you. Like I said, Bernie, Bernie's, like I said, Bernie has a true proven track record. Yeah. But I'll say... He's still too fucking old to be president. <laughs> <laughs> he was the, I, I, like I said, I like his, I like his politics. I like his, he's definitely been about the cause, mm -hmm. but he's still too fucking old to be president. Yeah. So I also think, um, getting involved in other ways, I feel like, you know, um, being able to, I feel like there, there is a way to make a third party that would be interesting. Like, I, just, other than, I don't even think we need a third party. I think we just need to get rid of all the parties in general. Because I think if you really got rid of most political parties, you would see, like, there's probably not that big of a discrepancy. Like, it's just, I think we had this conversation, like, a long time ago, but mm -hmm. Democrat and Republican is just bloods and crips. Yeah. That's all it is. Well, like, it's, it's, it's like, which side, which side are you on? Or, like, are you rocking with us? Or are you rocking with them? Yeah. It's there's no there's no leeway. There's you know because granted, like I, I think amongst the people, it's bloods and crips. But I think when you talk about like Democrat politicians and Republican politicians, the Republican politicians are the ones that do it, and the Democrats are the ones that pretend like they don't want it. It's, it's just like, directness. I mean, yeah, because honestly, it's like it's kind of like um, the in my opinion, I feel like the Democratic Party is the front where, you know, you talk about things like the Patriot Act, like the bill to spy on everyone. Yeah. You know, the Republicans, they're all for it. They sign up. They say they love it. They do that. The Democrats, they come out and say they hate it and then they sign it. Yeah. Get it through. And yeah. I feel like that's the pattern where it's like the yeah. Democratic Party exists. So that if you don't 
agree with what Republicans are doing, then you can support us and we'll do it anyway. It's kind of it's it's just it's the I feel like the Democratic Party exists for the same reason that Coca Cola made Dasani. Ah, uh, <laughs> if you, that makes sense, like yeah, yeah. I see what you, basically, oh, you oh, can't have all this unhealthy shit. You gotta at least throw some water in there. Yeah, like yeah. oh, Coca Cola is too sweet for you. It's too unhealthy. Well, here have this fresh water yeah. made by these good people. <laughs> fresh water. It's just yeah. tap. Dasani just tap water. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, politics. Granted, I probably. I'm not big into politics. I probably got into it maybe a year ago, if that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think everybody just needs to take a look. They all serve, like, I saw something today. It's like they all pretty much serve the same person. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's what we can't act like. They're, they have more in common. Like, it's just, it's just a certain way of doing things and maintaining a status quo is the reason why nothing gets um, accomplished. Yeah. Like they're they all have the same idea of normalcy, mm-hmm. which differs from what we view normalcy. You know, that's yeah. why that's why it's that's why there's always that's why like I said they say that they don't want it but they end up signing it. Mm-hmm. It's because they still serve the same people. Yeah. They still want to um, I guess create the same status quo. Mm-hmm. So it's not really it's just they're really just birds of a feather. Mm-hmm. They just wear red or blue yeah so that's what it is man i don't know it's a it's a wild world out here um you know it's uh let's see oh you know your um your wells fargo ceo yeah my man said there is no black talent Yep, it's uh so. All right, from <laughs> it's it's almost funny because after George Floyd's murder, uh, everybody they were like, "Oh, we're pledging this many." <laughs> they were like, "We're pledging this many new jobs to mm-hmm. diverse candidates," and da 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 da. And then when they don't give it to them, they still blame the black candidates <laughs> or the diverse candidates. It's like. So what you're saying is you were going to hire us, but mm-hmm. because you didn't hire us, it's our fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, if you've ever applied to Wells Fargo, you're not good enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think if this doesn't make you close your account with Wells Fargo, then look back a couple of years ago when they were making hundreds of accounts for their customers without telling them. Yep. When they were making like, 50, 70 checking accounts for the same person and weren't telling them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if that didn't make you not want to be a customer, then hopefully this does, and hopefully we can all just close our Wells Fargo accounts. And yeah. How soon do you think he'll be fired? Oh, he won't be fired. I mean, he's not going to be fired? You don't think he's going to be fired for that? That's uh, that's a lot. Of, like, I feel like... People are taking their money out of Wells Fargo. Like, if a bank loses capital... That that's the whole bank's idea is capital. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's kind of like what I what I brought up earlier. Like if that scandal, when they were making fraudulent accounts for their customers, if you didn't leave from that, and apparently people didn't because they oh well, I didn't Fargo leave. still has customers. Yeah, I didn't leave. Yeah, yeah. So if that, I think 
after this, I think people will stick around. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. That was that was pretty wild to me. Um, yeah. I've been back and forth about it. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. Um, Cause granted, I got other accounts too, but mm-hmm. that uh, yeah, the Wells Fargo. Like I think I've had my. I think that was my first account ever, and mm-hmm. it was free because I think I won a contest. Hmm. Uh, but I don't. I'm like I said. It's I've had it for so long. I don't know. There's part of me that's just like I don't know. It's almost like that. It's I guess it's like a like you know those uh, PWIs. Um, that you know want black athletes but don't respect black athletes you yeah. know yeah. it's like you want my money but you don't respect me as a person mm-hmm. so that's kind of like that's why you know that's why I'm real kind of big on you know all these new talent that's coming out of high school go play for HBCU yeah. sink your money back into the community yeah. um, but you know I can understand that sometimes it's just an e- it's the easiest most comfortable choice to stay you feel me? And to keep the status quo. It's easy to do that. That's mm-hmm. why people do it. Um, yeah. You know, because I, I think everybody's getting on a big push now, especially like, I think they just hired Deion Sanders as the uh, head coach for Jackson State out mm-hmm. of Mississippi. Yeah. So, I mean, like, they're, like, he's, like, Deion Sanders has, like, Warren Sapp on his coaching staff and a whole bunch of, like, uh, Terrell Owens. Like, they literally have, like, the three best people at their respective positions at Jackson State now. Like, when I tell you, like, they are really trying to get these kids to move on down to HBCUs, yeah. like, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, and if and if they do that consistently, those A&T will be as rich as Harvard in, like, bro, A&T, after, like, A&T been kicking years. ass, too, yo. These yeah. past few years, A&T been kicking ass in football. If that pattern, like, continued consistently, they will, like the I, money will go there. And, the mo- and that's what the thing is, it's like, HBCUs are not respected as higher learning institutions the right. way that they should be. Like, right. I was actually just on um, uh, somebody I know got their white coat today from um, Harvard Medical School. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's wild because some people really don't even respect Howard as, a, as, a, uh, as an academic institution mm-hmm. for the simple fact because they're a HBCU. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's just, you know, like I said, changing the narrative because it's, it's been a lot of greatness that come out of Howard as well as other HBCUs. I know yeah. people hate it when we only talk about Howard, <laughs> but shit, they've been doing what they need to be doing. Right. But, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you work at Wells Fargo, I know it's hard to find another job. But if you have an account, like, it's, yeah. <laughs> Go to One United. <laughs> <laughs> Black Banks, baby. Oh, uh, oh. So, okay, so I want to kind of, I guess, maybe let's see if if we were trying, like, because granted, we weren't on the Zoom call. We don't know what was said. So mm-hmm. what if he was trying to highlight, so the disparities in education? What if he was like, uh, there's, so like, this is one way I was like, I was like, what was he fucking thinking? Because I was, I was in like, in my mind, I was like, you're not just going to come out and say that. Like, I, I'm assuming he's not that stupid, all right? The friend that you were debating with Breonna Taylor about, do you, if you had to guess, do you think she was a billionaire or her family was around billionaire status? Around, I mean, probably. The, the person you were debating with on Instagram about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she, I wouldn't say billionaire, but she definitely knew people. I can, de- I can tell you right now, she knew people with money. Right. I can, probably she had money, yeah. For him, 
she is a peasant. Oh yeah. So yeah, when yeah. you talk, she was out of touch. She, her higher class, yeah. upper middle class. She's out of touch. Yes. He is yeah. in the sky, like okay. super high. He doesn't like to. She is a nigger to him. <laughs> like, so yeah. he is so out of touch. It does not surprise me that he said that. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, because, like, okay, so I guess maybe, I guess I was just trying to think, you know, just hopefully he wasn't that stupid, but I'm going I'm <laughs> to try just, like, go out on limb. I was like, what if maybe he was trying to highlight saying that, you know, our, because let's be honest, most of our schools that are predominantly black are underfunded. Mm-hmm. Most of our schools that are predominantly black are closing down. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's causing a disparity in education. So if it's causing that disparity in education, that's leading us to not getting to certain points in, I guess, getting certain skills and mm-hmm. rising to a certain quote unquote certain level, if yep. that's what you want to do. Um, and I guess to come into the financial industry. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you have to, you know, obviously graduate from high school, then from high school get into a good school, then from good school get a good degree, and then go into the final financial sector. Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe he could have been, I guess, highlighting different disparities within education for black people, which is one of the reasons that we've been fighting, Mm -hmm. all right? Because we can't even say that we haven't been fighting for better education Mm -hmm. for schools that are predominantly black. Yep. So if we were to say something like that, I don't like I said I don't know what he was how, what angle he was going with, yeah. but in my mind, I can honestly not just the way he worded it was horrible, mm-hmm. but I can see that if he would have worded it as there are disparities within the black community in education, which mm-hmm. is leading to a number, which is leading to a decreased number of qualified candidates mm-hmm. for Wells Fargo. Right. I don't think I would have had a problem with that statement, but he ain't saying that shit or what it hasn't been reported that he said that. Right. So So the statement you said, I agree with. Yeah. And, but would you, but but would you hear that from a white person? How would you feel if a white person said that to you though? If a white person said that, that way I would agree with it because I've heard white people say that. Mm -hmm. What I think needs to be said is when you say there's no black talent, you have to consider what the word talent means. Mm-hmm. Talent is not education. Talent somewhat in that not, session. Talent isn't the same as education. Talent isn't the same as a skill. Talent is like inherent ability. Talent can't be taught. You know what I, I see mean? what you're saying. So when you say there's no black talent, you're saying that there aren't enough black people that are inherently capable, naturally capable of doing the job. The word talent, I see exactly yes. what you're saying. Yes. But in my mind, when I hear talent, and then just thinking in the financial industry, I think it's I think it's everything that you just said. It's not. I think it's education. I think it's skill trades mm-hmm. and def- different things like that. Like mm-hmm. that's what I think of when I hear talent coming from a financial perspective. Mm-hmm. If I heard talent coming from an athletic or a whatever, like a entertainment type form, like I definitely agree with what you just said. But talent as it relates to banking, I think that 
I think he does mean education wise, just in my mind, how I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then also, which one thing that a lot of people don't understand is that, first of all, 85% of jobs are filled through networking. Yeah. Most people yeah. that, that you get a job from knew somebody that knew somebody. Uh-huh. So what that really says is that y'all don't know no fucking black people. <laughs> like if it's if 80, if around 85, however many uh, percentage of people get people to put on, uh-huh. then you clearly just don't know enough. You don't know enough talent because you don't interact with enough black people. Mm-hmm. That's really the main sum of it all. If you don't see enough black talent, it's because you don't know enough black people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. As I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. I'm telling you, gotta you. move the. And you know, I'm. I, I guess I'm. I'm not shit either because I got a Bank of America account. I need to move that. I mean, that's big corporation. Like, as I say, you like there's you're automatically so powerful. You're automatically going to trust it because everybody else trusts it. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, it's like it's almost like it's endorsed. Like the Mm -hmm. the way that it was able to grow to the way that it grew Mm -hmm. is because people. It's because people are. It's just people are endorsing it. Like. People need validation to make sure that they know that their decision is not going to be a bad decision. Mm-hmm. So when everybody else supports it, it makes it easier to support somebody else. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, convenience is just so hard to break. It's mm-hmm. it's amazing how you don't realize how much power convenience has over you. I remember uh, one of the things they talked about is like immigrants who are undocumented. So many of them use Bank of America. Because, like, if you came to this country not knowing anything and you Bank had to put money, yeah. you had to put money somewhere, well, just make America. Bank of America. That's wild <laughs> because that makes perfect sense. That makes and, perfect sense, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I, I, um, Killer Mike has a really funny show where. Um, oh, uh, Trigger Warning? Yeah. Oh, boy. That's, I love that show. <laughs> when I tell you that, yo. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm waiting on him to run for political office. Yo, he got yeah. my vote. Like, yeah, yeah. it's funny. It's funny when you find somebody that really just lines up with what you want. How you like? When I tell you, Killer Mike is Michael Render. He'll be running on the. Day. He's not gonna be uh, President uh, yeah. <laughs> Killer Mike, <laughs> but uh, Michael Render is his real name. Yeah. That man is on it. Like, as far as just unconventional thought, mm-hmm. as far as educating people. Yep. Like you can even see it when he was talking at the damn um, Atlanta riots, mm-hmm. man. My man, cool, calm, collected, said what needed to be said, articulated it well, instead of yeah. Ti's dumbass that got up there. This is Wakanda, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man. Leave your daughter alone. Uh, <laughs> 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 but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you try to sneak that one by, like we hear that shit. <laughs> Oh boy, mm. but yeah, man. You got anything else? Uh, so, um, I'm glad that uh, Kanye is moving his aspirations towards something he can influence more, something a little more achievable. You just gotta let. You just gotta. <laughs> you ever had a friend that just you know? You just gotta let him talk. You like you don't yeah. believe a word they say, and you're just gonna look yeah. at him and nod and smile. Like, okay, cool. But I'm I'm just glad that 
I felt like him throwing all this energy behind being president, I just felt like it was wasted. At least he's throwing his energy behind something that's much more achievable, I feel. Even if he mm. doesn't do it, I feel like it's not wasted energy. You know, when he's mm. spending all this time trying to be president and he's not on a ballot in any state, okay. <laughs> you're not going to win. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then also, the fact I just want to, because it took me a second to realize what you were talking about, but yeah. putting his energy into, so Kanye's been putting his energy into getting better contracts for artists yeah. and uh, musicians and basically getting them a bigger piece of the pie than these yep. major corporations like Sony and yep. Universal and all those people are taking out of their checks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and he released his contracts on Twitter, hundreds of pages. And oh, yeah, he's been, he been, <laughs> he been slaying people. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's just... Anyways, I'm I'm just glad. I feel like at least he's putting his energy towards something positive, you know. Yeah, he just needs a new project. He just needs to stay focused. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, but I guess that might be it. Yeah, it might be it. All right, so this was the blind leading the blind. Yep, see ya.